0: cuties, what's up? Welcome to the very first episode of Flesh-Covered Sunshine with Amanda Coker. That's me. Now, I'm sure my millions of listeners are dying to know, Amanda, what is Flesh-Covered Sunshine? Why did you name your podcast that? Flesh is such a disgusting word. Well, I'm here to tell you that I stole the phrase. Yep, that's right. My buddy Jeff Cargis, You know Jeff. We all love and know Jeff. Jeff is a person who exudes warmth and compassion and energy as soon as you meet him. And he's used the phrase flesh-covered sunshine to describe himself. And throughout our friendship and many deep philosophical conversations, I've come to find out that we are kindred spirits and... (laughs) He actually said earlier this morning that we are brothers through neuroses and dysfunction. So flesh-covered sunshine has stuck with me, and I've been thinking, and you know what? God damn it, I'm flesh-covered sunshine too. I think that perfectly encapsulates who I am as a person also. So there you have it. I am your shitty idea-stealing host. I never thought that I would start a podcast. I mean, it was never something that I had planned to do. I've only been listening to podcasts maybe the last year, year and a half. I exclusively and religiously listen to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend and Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard. On occasion, I'll listen to Three Questions with Andy Richter, but I don't keep up with that one as much. Anyway... What I love about all of those podcasts are that they're just real people talking about real things. They're just sitting around chatting, and that's one of my favorite things to do, and I think I'm pretty good at it. So I, I've i been feeling creatively blue-balled recently, and that is an Amanda term, so did not steal that one from Jeff Gargas. I am a singer and a performer, and the past few times that I have had performances or been on stage, I haven't enjoyed it. I've had a lot of anxiety building up to it and just during it and after it, and it just hasn't been as fun as it used to be, which is sad because it has been and is a huge part of my life, but I've been feeling a big disconnect from it and i've been feeling a lot of creative creative energy built up inside of me but i haven't haven't quite known where to direct it and a friend of a friend recently started a podcast and it's great they have just jumped right into it i think that's awesome and admirable but also it's made me think wow literally anyone can start a podcast so why can't i i think i'm funny i'm entertaining and i have a lot of shit to say and i know a lot of cool people sorry guys i have so many great friends um so a little bit about me i was born and raised in festus missouri which is about an hour south of st louis i went to webster university studied abroad in london Graduated with a bachelor's in psychology. I worked in social work for a year, working with individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities, which was a valuable learning experience. It was really cool and eye-opening, but it was not what I wanted to do. And... I had been really, really struggling with my mental health. I was not in a good place, specifically July of 2017. That whole month was like one of my lowest moments in life. I was really unhappy. I was coping in really unhealthy ways. I just was stuck and miserable. So that September, I was finally diagnosed with bipolar 2 disorder, which was kind of a start of a new beginning for me. And that's something that I want to be super open about. I hope to have conversations about mental health and mental illness and the struggles and obstacles that come with that, ways of coping, what recovery looks like or how recovery is an ongoing process, you know, just talk about it, normalize it, destigmatize it. So that's one of my goals for this podcast. I just want to be open and candid about it. So with that diagnosis, I had also decided that I was going to move to New York City because that was something I had always wanted to do. And I was just like, fuck it. I don't have anything else to live for really. (laughs) Uh, So let's just go for it. And Luckily, I did it, and it's worked out for me. I've been living in Manhattan the past two years. I am the happiest that I've ever been. It's the best thing I could have done for myself. That being said, I recently applied to grad schools out in the Denver area, which is actually where I am right now recording this. Um, so I applied to grad schools for mental health counseling, which is the career path that I want to pursue. I have interviews for all the schools that I applied to, which I'm super fortunate. Um, and yeah, so wish me luck on that. That's kind of where I'm at right now, but my time in New York city is coming to an end. Unfortunately, my lease is up at the end of March. So when I get back from this trip, I really only have maybe a little over two weeks. And then it's like, all right, let's pack my stuff up. Peace out, guys. See you never. And it's definitely a bittersweet thing. I know that New York is not a place that I can live forever. It's a little too fast-paced for me because I easily take on my environment. But I have learned so much about myself. I really feel like it's, like, prepared me for life And I just really feel like it's helped me come into my own person. And now I'm ready for the next adventure, but with more space and nature and, you know, a little more of a practical adventure going to grad school, not just hanging out in New York City for two years. For the last year, I have been a server at Junior's Cheesecake in Times Square, which is something that I never thought that I would be doing. And it's the best thing it's the best job I've ever had because it is a busy touristy place I've been able to meet people from all walks of life from all over the country from all over the world and you know when I'm not running around like a chicken with its head cut off I've been able to have really meaningful conversations with my guests which my coworkers make fun of me they're like oh Amanda's hugging her guest again but I don't know I think it's just amazing that I have these opportunities to have conversations with people I may not normally get to, so I like to take advantage of that and just learn more about people in the world. For example, on Christmas, I was serving this German couple, and we were just talking about cultural differences and, and things like that. And we seemed to be really vibing. So I asked them if they wanted to grab dinner while they were in town. And luckily they didn't think I was a creep. So we went to this overpriced diner and just sat and talked for two hours. And we connected on Instagram. So I have that connection if I ever find myself in Bavaria. (laughs) I met another girl who lives in Utah and we hit it off as well. And unfortunately we weren't able to hang out Because she was so busy on her trip. But we have stayed in contact through Facebook and texting. And she's just a really cool person. And even though I haven't really hung out with her or known her for very long, I am so happy. Like She adds so much value to my life with her perspective on life. And... Actually, people that I'm staying with here, I served at my table and, and they asked me if I wanted to grab coffee. And it was just like this powerful connection from the universe that we just felt and and decided to go with our gut, uh, which is crazy and unconventional. But that's what makes it so special. And not just my customers, but also my coworkers are the best like most diverse, supportive, fascinating group of people I've ever worked with and it really is a huge family there and I'm going to miss it so much. But that being said, I I want to showcase these people and it's also kind of become a time capsule for my time in New York. And I, and I don't want to exclusively talk with people from New York, but you know, that's certainly what's on the forefront of my mind right now. My Goal is to make five episodes. They're not going to be professional quality by any means. I am still figuring out the format and how to edit one of these. So we'll see how it goes, but I'm really excited. It's something that I'm doing for myself that hopefully other people will enjoy. And with that, I think it's time to introduce my very first guest on Flesh Covered Sunshine. He is the big brother I never had. My coworker, Jose Ortiz or the Dominican Diablo? Uh, today is Friday, February 14th.
1: Valentine's Day.
0: Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Yes. I am super pumped uh, because I'm here with my, with my good old pal, uh, Jose Ortiz. Yeah. The Dominican Diablo. The Dominican Diablo. Yeah.
1: Um, Ray Ravello on Instagram.
0: Is it Ray? I, I don't know why. Every time I see it on Instagram, I'm always like, oh, Rade Ravello. <laughs> I don't
1: know why. like... The Spanish way, I guess. It sounds kind of Spanish-y to me. I don't mind if people say it that way. But you can say Raid, you can say Rade.
0: What does that mean?
1: It means absolutely nothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, the name, it came up like, uh, see, like, yeah, I kind of came up in the Bronx where a lot of people like to do graffiti and stuff and anybody had like a graffiti name or a rap name or something. So they would tag and I came up with Raid. And it somewhat stuck. Some friends would call me that. So so I just liked the way it sounded. So I kept it, and then I used it for wrestling.
0: What does Ravello mean?
1: Ravello was a, a kid that I knew. Because I all when I started to get into wrestling, I, I started uh, looking at the most famous wrestlers. And all of them had first and last names. And I was like, okay, so there's Hulk Hogan, there's Ric Flair, there's Dusty Rhodes, there's Roddy Piper, Randy Savage. So like they have a first and last name. So I was like, okay, I need something that kind of goes with Raid. I wanted to use my my real last name, but they didn't roll off the tongue. So I was just asking people, and I met this guy, and I asked him what his name was, and he said Ravello, and I just hmm, Raid Ravello. I like the way it sounded but put it together. I
0: love that. I love that. So then, it, so your official name is Raid Ravello, and mm. Dominican Diablo is just a nickname.
1: Well, okay, or- for instance, like. There was this macho man, Randy Savage. So it's kind of like you could do that. Okay. You can do the Dominican Diablo Raid Ravello. You could do Raid the Dominican Diablo Ravello or Raid Ravello the Dominican Diablo. Either way, kind of works. So you put the two together. I just thought the more the better. Because when you buy a ticket, if you buy a ticket, you know, you want to say something funny. I think people like saying certain words. Let's go see the Dominican Diablo. <laughs> Damn yeah, shit. I don't know what that is, but I want to go see a Dominican Diablo and kind of sells tickets. You know, that's why I like a lot of artists change their names and you know it works. You know, was it was Ella Monroe? Norma Jean? Norma yes, Jean. That sounds horrible. <laughs> Marilyn Monroe? Yeah, I want to see a goddamn Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Well,
0: and even at work. So we both work at Junior's Cheesecake, mm-hmm. um, one of the famous restaurants in Times Square. One of the, oh.
1: the best and fantastic restaurants of Times Square.
0: Oh, absolutely, <laughs> and and we're not getting paid extra to say that. No, like no, no, no. this is
1: free sponsorship.
0: Free sponsorship, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Go grab yourself a cheesecake. Go
0: grab yourselves a cheesecake, 49th and Broadway. <laughs> but anyway, it is a great place, and I've I personally have met so many freaking awesome people mm-hmm. uh, like you and. Yes. But when we first met so i was a host mm-hmm. and uh, you were a, a runner a borderline cr- creepy ass food runner oh. no he <laughs> okay no so no he was not creepy i just wasn't really sure what was up yeah. then i feel like once he became a server
1: hey, everybody you were calmed around down.
0: more and but i see, got to know your sense of humor what, and...
1: what's sad about that is uh i i've uh experienced that kind of Uh, but like, if you're not a server, cause it's back of house or front of the house. I feel like runners are kind of back of the house. So like when the back of a house guy is trying to talk to a front of the house guy, there's like, there's like a weird kind of awkward friction slash tension. And it's like, it's like, you're trying to like, we're the B crowd. We're like the B list and the waiters and everybody in the front is like the A list. So it's, you're trying to like, you're trying to be friendly with everybody, but everybody's like, yeah, get out of here. Go back. Go back to the kitchen. You go you back go, to your home. Yeah, go, go to the kitchen with your Mexican friends and African friend, And it's just like, no, but, you know, I want to be friends with you guys. And then like, no. So I guess that's where the creepiness is. But, you know, I'm not creepy anymore. So
0: Anymore. No, 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 no. <laughs> Clarifying, you were never creepy. You were never creepy. Um... But people would call you Diablo, which mm-hmm. uh, for those of you who don't know at home, Diablo translates to devil, devil. in Spanish. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, yeah, sure, it's just like a, a a friendly nickname. Then I then I started hearing the Dominican Diablo, and I was like, what is this all okay, about? My wife. yeah, why? And, <laughs> and then and then someone I don't know if it was our manager Ross or, or Ross
1: is probably but
0: Ross. they were like, oh yeah, like Jose is a wrestler. And I was like, what? Like, what do you mean he's a wrestler? Like I had never knowingly met someone who wrestles professionally. I am
1: everybody's first. I'm a lot of people's first. And they're like, what? That shit is real. Like, it's weird to see it on TV, and then it's got the bad stigma of it being fake or whatever. And then when you meet one in real life, you're like, well, people really do this shit? Like, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Like, yeah, they see, you see them on TV. It's like, no, no, but there's real people that really do this Right, shit. right. So, yeah, I always get that. Yeah, I liked this as I was a kid, and uh, it was actually... Thinking back, I think it was the first thing that I ever wanted to do before, before everything else. Then I kind of wanted to do a whole bunch of other shit. But, uh, yeah, I I did it. And, uh, you know, it's fun, but it's a little tiring, too. So it's like, I don't know. But I do have a match coming up March 28th because I miss it a lot. So a friend of mine got me a booking in Boston, so I'll be wrestling in Boston.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, but he broke his hand, so I don't know if he's going to wrestle. He might, he might get replaced with someone else, but... I'm wrestling. But you're wrestling. That's well, all that there. matters. My hands aren't broken, so.
0: All right, well, let's uh, let's get like a plug going. So uh, for those well, of you I, in Boston. If you're I'll in Boston, <laughs> March 28th. That's it? Is that all the info that's we have? That's
1: all the information I have at the moment. <laughs> okay,
0: we'll, we'll update this. Yeah, we'll, definitely. We'll just cut this out.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, So let's unpack this wrestling thing a little more because it was great, but you gave mm-hmm. me the bare minimum. You said, it's the first thing I wanted to do. I did it. It's cool and fun, and I'm tired. Well, <laughs> so yeah, it's so
1: the, the, it, it, the traveling, man. I really hate it. because See, back in the days, right, they got paid more. This is like independent stuff. So it's like we're going. All right, so like, okay, the show, I guess it's probably going to start at 7, right? So we got to leave around 2.
0: What?
1: Yeah, 2, 2 p.m., get in the car, drive three hours. it's Boston. So I'm already just dreading it right now. So it's like, okay, so we're two, three, four. we'll get there at 5, five thirty, right? Saturday. Yeah. We get ready, we go over the match. The match is like, what, 9 o'clock, 9.30? All right, the show ends at, what, 10, 10, We're getting home at like 3 o'clock in the morning. It fucking sucks, bro. Like, I'm, like see, I, I might just cancel right now. Just <laughs> to get the, I, ain't gonna, I ain't gonna do it, dog. Oh, I'm good. And that shit is tedious. Now, if we would get a room, you know... Then I'd be fine, and then we can leave in the morning. You're refreshed. You're better, but we're not. We're going to have to go straight and then come back straight. That's hard. And I was doing that a lot, like, every Saturday, like, around 2012 to, like, 2014. And that shit is whack. That shit is really, really whack. Like, I did not like it, you know. The wrestling part is fun, but to travel so far to wrestle Mm -hmm. for $25, 40 dollars $50, it's like you, you get tired of it, you know. I love it but I hate the travel. So. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but how like so I have never seen a wrestling match. Can like can you give me the lowdown? Can you break it down? Like what does that, what does that look like? Well,
1: um we try our best to make it look as real as possible. And
0: So it's not real.
1: No, it's not or, real, but I've been hit real all the yeah. time. I've been squashed, I've been punched really hard uh so real things happen Mm -hmm. but it's scripted the winners already picked but uh you know i've been slammed and i'm like oh shit that hurt and then they throw you to the ropes and you're like oh the ropes hurt and you know somebody messes up a move oh that hurts so you you can get hurt a lot in it, you know, just because, like, oh, it's free, sometimes guys are pulling punches and you can kind of see when the guy's like missing and, you know, they're stomping on the foot. But, uh, when they're doing like a body slam and a suplex, your back is getting shocks. It's like, you know, I've been kicked in my back and I lost feeling in my legs, uh, feeling in my hands. A lot of real things happen just because it's, you know, the winner isn't, you know, the winner's picked, but it hurts a lot, you know. And like, that was only like once a week I would wrestle maybe once twice a week the guys in the WWF they do it six seven times a week
0: oh my gosh I sometimes realize.
1: twice a day and then they they wrestle about 250 times a year so you wow know, you know they start on January they're fucked up by like April you know and then that's why a lot of them do painkillers and coke and weed and drink a lot and you know I heard Hulk Hogan rubs icy hot all over his whole body <laughs> for a match So, yeah.
0: Okay, I have so many questions. Mm -hmm. Okay, first of all, what is it? What's so? What's like the worst injury you've had? I had a four hundred
1: pound man land on my head. A four
0: hundred. First of all, four
1: hundred
0: pounds land on your head. Yeah, four
1: hundred pound. He uh he he messed up the move. He was supposed to do a somersault leg drop. So his leg, uh, the. the quad part is supposed to hit my chest. Uh-huh. And he fucked that up And his gigantic 400-pound ass. He might weigh more now. I'll show you a picture of him later. Landed on my head. And uh, so I was waiting for the move. So you're supposed to turn your head. Thank God that I turned my head. Because I would have had a nose like uh, Artie Lang. You know who Artie Lang is? He's a comedian. He um, So his nose is fucked up. And he was sniffing, he said, heroin or cocaine. They had glass in it. (gasps) So his whole nose looked like someone took a hammer and smashed it down. I'll get you a picture of it. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. We'll have to look at that.
1: But my nose would have looked like that if I didn't turn my head. So I turned my head and he was whole ass. And that was one of the hardest hits I ever took. I got hit by a car when I was a kid. And I think I got knocked out and I woke up. To me, this felt harder. I thought something fell from the ceiling
0: oh yeah like
1: something metal that's how it felt and i said what and i he, I got his story and i tried to absorb it and i was like jesus christ, I had, jesus christ what the fuck just happened and the crowd was like oh like oh that's fucked up <laughs> that he, they pinned me and uh, i just roll out the ring and i kind of like walk and i'm like whoa this that was that was not good and as I walked through the curtain, I fucking fell. <clears throat> they were like, oh, somebody called one." And they fucking put me in a chair and they throw water at me. And they're like, are you all right? Can you see me? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can see you. I just, I'm not feeling really good right now. I had to work right after. I was a bouncer, So after that, they were like, you okay? Just don't go home and sleep. I said, no, I got to go to work. So I was at the door at the bar and just, actually, the playwright right across the street. Mm-hmm. And I was just like my head was on the door the whole night, and I was just just checking ideas like, yeah you're good bro, go ahead. yeah you're good bro, go ahead. and I had a fucking headache for like three months.
0: Did so? Did you ever go to the doctor? Yeah,
1: they they said I had a contusion, not a concussion.
0: Oh, is not like a brain bleed a, a or like a bruise? Oh. A
1: bruise, a bruising, and they did that like the, they're the, like, oh let let's see your hands. They're like, okay, I'm gonna pull. And just give me resistance. So I gave resistance. And they're like, okay, I'm going to put my hand on your legs and you just got to you know, force them up. And I did everything. They were like, well, it looks like you're okay, but you're just going to have to take a leave for like three months. And I did. And eventually went away. And I was back in the ring.
0: And then you were back in the ring. I'm back in the ring. Yeah. Fuck
1: that, because I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, but you lived to tell the tale. Yes,
1: I did. And uh, what I learned was like, if you don't trust somebody, don't do the move. You ask them what they do, and they're like, oh, I do this. And if you look at them and they're, like, a little overweight or a lot overweight, most of the time it's a lot overweight, you could say, yeah, we're not doing that tonight (laughs) because I don't know you and I don't trust you. And, no, I do it pretty good. You know, I believe you, but, you know, I I got kids and I got a girlfriend, and I want to live, so uh, we'll do something else, and, you know, you can do that.
0: So is that how, like— I know you said that the winner is predetermined. Who decides that? And then, so I the, guess you the could... The owner
1: of the company, usually. Okay. So he, he, he you know, he's a guy. He's saying, yeah, yeah. you go down, you go over, you know, blah, blah, blah. This guy, this guy, that guy. So it's up to him. You know, when you're new to a company, usually you're going to lose. So what you try to do is uh, you try to do your best moves. You try to get the crowd uh, on your side. And you just try to do things to kind of impress them. Like I, I've done that a lot of times, and they've made me a bad guy, and they see like you know I'm a pretty charismatic guy, so you know they were like, wow, you were really good. And like okay, you're not gonna be a next time be back. You're not gonna be bad. You're gonna be a good guy, and you're gonna win matches. And I was like, yeah, that's fucking right. I'm gonna fucking win matches. See, <laughs> so, you know, it's a good business decision on your behalf. So, um, yeah, so that's what you do. You know, you try to get over. Uh, with the promoter and the fans to get paid more and, and win matches.
0: So what's your special move?
1: Uh, you know, <laughs> I uh, I used to call it, the finisher would be, it was a reverse DDT. It's, uh, you grab a guy, you hook his neck and he's kind of looking up and you slam his back and neck to the ground. It's like a, it's like a DDT but a reverse.
0: Well, what is DDT?
1: DDT is what Jake Roberts used to do. Where you, you bend someone down, you put their head, you kind of have them like in a headlock, uh-huh. and then you kind of just, you go back, and you're like flipping them. You're slamming their head into the canvas, and they're flipping over. That's a DDT. The reverse DDT is just, they're they're reversed. They're yeah. like, their head is looking <laughs> up, and you slam their back. So yeah, Sting used to do a personal Sting, and I took it. Wait. Not the musician.
0: Okay. <laughs> But they know each other. Okay, I was like, wait. Sting from the
1: police, to do it all the time. He did it to both of the, the band members, too, because they hated each other. But, um, yeah, no, Sting the wrestler.
0: Okay, okay, thanks for, thanks hey, for clarifying. Wrestler. Hey, I mean, but Sting was on, on the TV show Friends uh, a couple episodes, I'm pretty sure. He was? I, I think so. The musician? Yes, the yes. They like went to school with one of the one of the friends' kids. We'll we'll fact check this. Let's really? Leave, let's leave some silence. Man, like just I in case. I've seen a lot of
1: episodes. This. I know Jean Claude Van Damme was our friend. Oh,
0: so many people.
1: And Brad Pitt and Sean Penn. And Ben Stiller Rood, and John, and Fo- yeah, Paul Rudd. Yes, I know you love Paul Rudd. <laughs> well, well, he no, but he was on the show. He yeah, that's in, true. Yeah, not he did like a season. Out. Okay, a Christina season
0: Applegate, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah,
1: see, they would come on. They were like Bruce Cam Willis. Votes. Yep, yep. Yeah, no, but he was on the show. He worked on the show. Yeah, he was okay. Was, I'm not a big French fan. no more Sam guy. Okay, well,
0: that was a little, a little before my time.
1: But it was the same time. Uh, then, but he stopped and then friends kept yeah, going, but they yeah. were nine. 9 they 30.
0: overlapped. No, I mean like, like, just year or time. All right.
1: When did friends start?
0: 94?
1: 96? 99. It ended in
0: 2004. Yeah, 94 to 2004.
1: Yeah, friend, Cypher was on for like two more years. They were, they were already on at 94. So it was like right, right. after they were starting.
0: Okay, well, whatever. Both we'll fact check it later. Net.
1: <laughs> we'll fact check it later you've never think... watched an episode of friend don't tell me that of don't Seinfeld that. you mean yeah
0: Seinfeld um, I've seen b- bits and pieces bits
1: and pieces it
0: just seems so dated and no
1: I no it's not dated it's not dated I know you my dad and sister chance. love it you but... have to see how could you not I don't know. I just it's don't intelligent
0: I don't connect with the character No,
1: no, no 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 don't say that don't say that you have to give it a chance you have to Please. It <laughs> <Whoa>. is imperative. <laughs> it's you imperative. need to watch like, it gets good from like season three to like six. And they're really funny.
0: That's a pretty short window for how long. Because Larry
1: David on. left and it got a little oh. weird. He was writing like the, the best ones were written by Larry David. Like season one and two are weird. Because they're kind of like getting their groove. but From three to like six, three to seven. I think he left at seven. Those are the best ones. They're like hysterically funny. You watch Kirby Enthusiasm?
0: No, but I do. I like Larry David. Yeah, well then you will like that. Yeah, so I should, cause it's based on his life, right? Loosely. Well, him and
1: him and Jerry's. Yeah. Like random weird stuff that happens, but I think people say it's people say it's uh that it's you're saying it's dated. Nah, I think it's it's highly relatable, cause weird stuff happens to us all the time. And they were able to capture that and put that on the show. Like the episode, they have a a low talker. Like Kramer was going out with a lady who talked real low, And they were like, "Like, what the fuck is she saying? Like, I can't hear what she said. And only Kramer could hear her. And he would laugh at all her jokes. And they were like, what the fuck is she saying? And, And in one of the episodes, she had asked Jerry something. And he was just saying, yeah just to be friendly. But he actually said that he would wear like a shirt because she was a fashion designer. And he brings the shirt. He said, yeah. He's like, here you go. This is, you know. He's like, what the fuck is this? He said, That's the shirt that you're going to wear on the Today Show. He's when the fuck did I say I'm going to wear this? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, yeah, the other night when we were at the, I said, bro, I don't hear one word she's saying. I didn't hear her fucking saying to wear a shirt. I what well, too late now. You already said you had to do it. So it's like a pirate shirt. And he looked fucking like an idiot, so he goes on Today's Show and, uh, who's, the, who's the guy that used to work on the Today Show? Matt Lauer? No, not that pervert. Brian Gumble. <laughs> <laughs> yo, Matt Lauer's a crazy motherfucker, man. I don't know how he got away with all that shit. They say he had like a thousand dildos in his office.
0: What? Yeah. We need just... to fact check that.
1: Is yeah. that real? <laughs> he had, a... right, maybe not a thousand, but he had like a good amount.
0: For and, his own personal use, or he'd be like, yeah, my like, yeah, this,
1: I got this one, I got that one, and and I. He's a
0: collector. It he was a,
1: yes, like. <laughs> but he was a real life pervert, man. I thought he was like a really nice guy. He's yeah. a sick bastard. You know, but I mean, dodos are helpful though.
0: All right, I've got 10 questions. Okay. We're going to rapid fire it. So yeah. just, you know, you can give me a long answer, but I want it to be from straight from the heart. Straight from the heart. Are you ready?
1: Uh, okay, I'll try.
0: Number one, what's your favorite movie of all time?
1: Oh, my God. The uh, first thing that came to my mind was Pulp Fiction. It's not my favorite of all time, but that's the first one that came to my head. So Pulp Fiction.
0: Okay. Number two, if you could have a dinner with any celebrity, who would it be and where would you go?
1: Alive or dead your choice (laughs) he's dead already Marlon Brando Marlon Brando I would love to sit down and and talk to him
0: and where would you guys
1: eat? he liked McDonald's
0: dude McDonald's is lit
1: yeah he loved McDonald's he loved Big Mac so we would go to we would go there right. I mean I'm gonna fucking fart like an animal afterwards (laughs) but I'm talking to Marlon Brando so I don't (laughs) give a fuck people are just gonna have to suffer
0: (laughs) alright number three what does success mean to you?
1: oh boy yeah that's a, that's like a dual it's like a dual answer success is Eddie Murphy is success Eddie Murphy says there's no better feeling than waking up in the morning and knowing you don't have to do shit I think that's success because he made so much money he's like yeah like nobody can tell him what to do yeah I'm gonna wake up and just fucking relax that's success like you know I want that. I don't, I'm tired of waking up and knowing fuck, I gotta go to work. Fuck, I gotta do laundry. Fuck, I gotta do this. So, I guess that's my meaning. That, I would love that.
0: So you think that money is success? Uh
1: To a degree. To a de- to a big degree. I was at 80%. Maybe.
0: Okay, what's the other 20% then? What?
1: Right.
0: Oh, Shit. I know I'm veering off. I don't you you know what you gave you don't have to answer that because okay. because That's it was rhetorical. actually only a one part question. Yeah,
1: we got deep right there.
0: <laughs> Number four, what's your favorite book?
1: I can't read books. I I used to go to the library because I wanted to be a writer, and they were like, you know, one of the main things of being a writer is um <clears throat> it's like oh read you want to be a writer you have to read, and I like crime fiction. And uh, so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll read books on crime fiction. And I'm tell- I fell asleep on the third page, any fucking book. Well, I'll lie. If it's fiction, I fall asleep. If it's um, non-fiction, I can I can bang out about maybe 20 pages a day. Uh, m- maybe, pfft, two books I did like a lot, well, there's a few, but they were not fiction, they were biographies. It was uh, Mick Foley, Have a Next Day. That's a good book about pro wrestling. Um, Roland Brando's Songs My Mother Taught Me. Mm-hmm. Tower of the Jeet Kune Do ran by Bruce Lee. Uh, yeah, something like that. It has to be real-based. If it's fiction, I'm passing out. Unless it's a comic book, I could read those all day. If it's a comic book, then Watchmen by Alan Moore. It's probably the best comic book that was ever written.
0: Hey. You, you were like, oh, I don't, I don't have an answer. And then you just dished it out. I just, so yeah, no. I fucking
1: went, I went on the tangent right there. Uh, yeah, that's what I, that's my answer.
0: Great answers. You okay. just, that's it. Um, okay, number five. What are three items on your bucket list? Japan. <laughs> what about I, Japan? I want to go. Okay. <laughs> Japan.
1: I, I want to destroy Japan. That's that's my bucket <laughs> list. They didn't do a good enough job in World War II. I'm gonna finish it. No, I would like to go to Japan. Oh boy, um, God, I don't know. Al, Al Pacino's dying. Well, he's not dying still, alive, but it'd be nice to make a movie with Al Pacino. Um, and finally Russell, like The Rock, but I don't think that's gonna happen. Hey, But. You never know.
0: I love that making a movie with Al Pacino was more plausible to you than wrestling with The Rock. Uh,
1: well, he's so busy. And the thing is, the reason why he um, he's locked in on a lot of projects, and insurance-wise, they don't want him to wrestle. Oh. So, because he did a match, and he was filming one of the, the Fast and the Furiouses and got hurt, and it stalled production three months, and they weren't happy about that shit. So... You know, to ask him to be like, "Hey, me and you rock. Let's do this, Madison Square Garden." He's gonna be like, "Yeah, no, I gotta film Fast and the Furious twenty five. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so that's not gonna happen." And now, Pacino's, you know, I mean, he's got that show coming out, Hunters. Look, I'm excited to see that. That'd be cool because he was my my first mis- inspiration to be an actor. I was like, I was fifteen. I was like, oh yeah, fuck this. After watching Scarface, I said, yeah, I'm gonna become an actor. I guess those would be that, but I don't know if those are going to happen. So I have to sit down and figure out my bucket list. But Japan is highly doable.
0: Yeah. Maybe you and Al Pacino can make a movie together going in Japan, to Japan where you wrestle. Where he the trains rock. me
1: to wrestle the rock. There
0: you go. Oh, I shit. shit. I'm
1: writing that shit tonight. <laughs> All
0: yeah. right, number six. What's your favorite job you've ever had?
1: there has to be one I I I was 14 and it was summer youth it's the first job I think I had on the books and I really enjoyed that I was working with these two Puerto Rican guys a black kid and this Filipino girl who I had a big crush on and uh, that was fun it only lasted two months but um, I told one of the guys that I had a crush on the Filipino girl and then uh, he was like, Oh, for real? I said, Yeah, I think she's hot. And then the guy was like, Yo, I was just talking to her, man. She's going to go out and date with me next week. And I was like, What the fuck? <laughs> Some bullshit. So I go to her and we're talking, and I kind of bring it up in a passive aggressive manner. She's so like, Oh, so here you are going a date with Hector. And she's like, mm, No, I'm not. And I was like, She's like, No, I have a boyfriend. And I was like, oh, Hector just told me. She's like, why would he say that? And I was like, oh, I'm a fucking idiot. And I go back to Hector. said, like, yo, dick. And he's like, yo, she's got a boyfriend. Why you told me you was going out on a date with her? He's like, ha, 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 That's what I remember. But yeah, I guess it would be that job. Because we were like in the sun a lot. And there was an old man that died. It was a heat wave. It was 94. And it was a fucking heat wave. And I think two people died in the building. Oh my gosh! So yeah, that was cool too.
0: That was cool! Wow, <laughs> love it! Oh, two people died. That oh, was cool. Oh man,
1: people are dying in here. It's great.
0: <laughs> All right, uh, number seven. What's your most embarrassing moment?
1: Huh? This probably gonna be sad.
0: Oh okay.
1: Yeah. Get ready,
0: <laughs> like, get ready, folks. Get your uh, get your um,
1: tissues out. because I was embarrassed. Because after a while. I got to a certain age where I was like, I'm not ever going to let nobody embarrass me. I'm going to do whatever I want and and never care. And no one can embarrass me. No one can make me feel bad or anything. I don't know. Uh, I used to get picked on. I was in the eighth grade and this guy kind of handcuffed me in front of the class. And uh, put me on my knees and fucking, you know, kind of embarrassed me. I would say that's probably the most embarrassing
0: that's traumatizing. Yeah,
1: it's a little, little sad. And I can't find this motherfucker f- for the life of me. Like I want to bust his ass so bad. Like I, I, he, I need to break his arm or his leg. I can't find him. He's not on Facebook. He's not on Instagram. And I check and I check and I check all the time. I can't, I can't find him. I don't know where he is. Cause he knows. He knows. He's
0: hiding from He's us.
1: fucking hiding, the cocksucker. I can't find him.
0: That's crazy, though. Yeah. But in a way, like, eighth grade was a long time ago. So if your most embarrassing moment was all the way back then, <laughs> you, you're having a pretty yeah, good life. Yeah, and it doesn't
1: bother me as much. Like, I don't think
0: about it that much a lot.
1: But still, like, you know, in, in wrestling, they have a thing called a receipt where, um, like, someone hits you for real. Uh-huh. And you're like, yeah, dude, I got to get you back for that. So he has a receipt. I don't care if I'm seventy, and I finally see him. I'm taking a cane and I'm smacking it across his head. Something I have to do something, so I could so we could be even because it feels like he's like on top. I gotta bro. I gotta I gotta even it in my mind. Then I'll feel good. I'll probably die right afterwards. I'll probably hit him and then I'll just fucking fulfilled f- your
0: life. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. <laughs> hey, I think we found a a bucket list item. For and there, that could though. be yeah, yeah,
1: Japan and beating. My bully's ass from the 8th grade.
0: Uh, Alright, uh, number 8. Uh, what is a quote that means a lot to you?
1: Um, damn, I can't think of one on top of my head right now. A quote. Oh, you're going to I'm gonna have to get back on you.
0: Alright, I mean, to be fair, you did also say the Eddie Murphy quote earlier when talking about success, so we could borrow that quote. Oh, that's a quote. For right now.
1: yeah. We could use And that then if word. you think
0: of another one, yeah, I'll
1: jump back to it. Yeah. All
0: right, all right. Uh, will you just for, just for the audience remind them what that quote was?
1: The the A. Murphy. Yeah, one? yeah, yeah. Was well, uh, successes for waking up in the morning, and uh, knowing you don't got to do shit. There we
0: go. Love it. All right, we're almost there. Nine. Oh, this might be off bounds though. So what's bad. the worst date you've ever gone on? Uh, like a first date. No, like no, yeah, like- yeah.
1: No, I've been... Uh, damn. A first date. Where I just... I... I if... Oh God, I've been on so many dates. A bad first date. What's a bad first date? Jeez. I'm trying to think of one where I was like, man, fuck this bitch, I'm out. <laughs> I never did that because I stuck through. Oh, man, bad first date. I know,
0: like something awkward or I know, just I know super weird.
1: Uh, Cause some of them, I, I've been on dates where I almost left, and it's weird. Like I have that kind of power. This is weird. Like if I'm at the train and I'm waiting a long time for the train, and uh, I'm like, man, if this train don't come in five fucking minutes, I'm taking a cab. I don't give a fuck. It's forty dollars, right? And the train comes like in two minutes. That always happens. And I was on a date one time, and it was kind of awkward with this girl. And I was like, man, this shit is, this sucks. I'm about to go home. And she went to the bathroom, and it just changed. It got better. The whole, the date got much better. We went to a park. We started talking. And then we started kissing. And then, like, you know, we started grinding at the the path train. (laughs) Yeah. And it How got romantic yeah it got so much better and I was like shit man it's a good thing I ain't leave
0: maybe you know? she needed to like drop a deuce and uh it
1: could have been it was so awkward we went to Jekyll and Hyde's it was dead there was nobody there I bought her food and I hate that shit when I take somebody out they don't fucking eat man like, cause I'm paying for it and I'm like this bitch is not gonna eat the fucking food this shit was like $40 and I was like oh I'm fucking leaving right now fuck this shit fuck this shit and then it got better it, it got better and I was glad that you know at the time that that, that happened so always stick it out but I can't I can't think of one
0: hey I mean a bad
1: thing you bad relationships
0: <laughs> well we don't have time
1: for that <laughs> bad relationships shit <laughs> I can talk about a whole bunch of those but a bad thing
0: Okay. Okay. Well, let's let's bring it home. Number 10. What is the biggest lesson in life that you've learned so far?
1: I think I'm still learning.
0: Well, I think we all are to yeah,
1: be fair. The biggest lesson to date. I don't know. I would have to say like if you're going to have kids, get married. <laughs> Cuz I didn't get married with my son's mother and we didn't get along. We weren't we weren't good for each other. So, you know and we decided to have a kid and then it didn't work out and I thought that it was gonna work out because she's a very intelligent woman I give her that and I was like okay but we just didn't mesh so I was like well if I'm gonna have a kid with somebody again I, I you know, they gotta be right they get married then have a kid because it sucked because I remember like he was it was his birthday he was about um about five or six He had a race. Did he start school yet? I can't remember. But he was young. And he was like, oh, hey, Dad. I said, hey, son, happy birthday, brother. He said, oh, I was thinking, you know, me you and mom can go somewhere. I was like, yeah, that's not gonna happen. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, but on my side is that I, for him, I would have done it. But I know her, she wouldn't have done it. She wouldn't even do it for him, you know, and and if it would have happened, she would have been super awkward and it just wouldn't have worked out. But, you know, so that, that sucked because that's something that he wanted and yeah. I couldn't give it to him. So, you know, so you're going to have kids, get married. I guess. You're going to make me cry here, shit.
0: Oh, oh, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> what? Bonus question. Oh. Have you ever shit yourself as an adult?
1: Oh man, i tell you what, i got some good shit stories.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> lay them on me. Oh man, I used to shit all over New York City, man. Man, I tell you, man, fuck. So I was trying to lose weight, and uh, I always do research on supplements and all types of shit. And then uh, I found you could you buy two things. There was a these gummies and this uh, not a colonic. It was something to help you go to the bathroom. But they said combining the two, (laughs) combining the two will help you burn a lot of fat. and I was all right. That's great. I took this shit, and I could not. I think I was working, so I was good at the at the job. I could go to the bathroom and and a good, good restaurant. But I must have went to the bathroom like nine times in one day. And I was like, "All right, man, I should be done today. I'm going home." We, you know, and I'm at the train, and I think everything was closed. And I think I was at 50th, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, "Train's like 15 minutes away or whatever." Oh, I didn't even have the time. Like they have now, and I was just I can't hold this. I I really, and I was like, oh god, oh fuck this. If if the cops come, if anybody comes, if I fucking took my pants off and I just did it right there in the fucking train station. You're
0: joking. I ain't
1: joking. And That's not the first time I did that.
0: Like, do you do it on the tracks?
1: I, uh, by well,
0: <laughs> like by I the steps. But oh, I,
1: steps. I, I couldn't hold because I needed like a nice little hiding place, and it was like, it was it was late. It was like, but it was like, it was warm that day, so I just fucking let it out. I couldn't hold it, man. I, there's sometimes I just can't hold it. That's not the first time though. <laughs> sometimes like. it, it, I've done it like, there's one time at Grand Central. There's one time at Bryant Park. Oh my There was gosh. one time I had I used to have this girlfriend and her mom used to cook and she cooked something. And I ate it, and it was delicious, but it just didn't sit well in my stomach, and I used to, from my house to her house, it was about maybe like a five-mile distance, so I had a bike, and I'm coming home, and I'm on my bike going home, and I was just like, oh, I I just got the pain in my stomach, and I'm like, oh, man, I got to fucking rush it, so I'm trying to go as fast as I can, and I was like, oh, I can't, and there was like a little uh, (laughs) abandoned block, I guess, like, they were getting ready to do construction for, like, a bill. I jumped off that bike. Like, I literally jumped off the bike. Like, it's riding, and I just let it go, and I just kind of jumped up. I think in in midair, I took my pants off. And I was just like, oh, oh, and I got done. Landed on the floor. I was like, oh, jeez. Oh, oh, God. And just, you know, <laughs> that happened, too. And it sucks, is you can't wipe. And you get back on your bike, and I couldn't sit down, and I had a ride. But but I was close home. I was already, like, like you know, walking distance, like 15 minutes. So in the bike, like, seven minutes. I got home, like, about seven minutes on a bike. But I had to ride, it, like, standing up. Because I didn't want to smear my pants and shit. But, yeah, very frequent. Very
0: frequent. Very frequent. Sounds like you might need to go to the doctor for that. It,
1: you know what it was? I know what the reason is. I have a weak stomach because my mom... Didn't uh breastfeed me, and they said the milk, that that milk, the breastfeeding milk, is uh, strengthens your stomach, and I I think I have a weak stomach, but my father says that he has stomach problems too, so it could be double. It's genetics from him, and then not no, no no titty milk from my mom, and just you know, so I just I gotta go when it's time to go, you know.
0: Have you thought about maybe looking into uh, breastfeeding now? Do you think, that, or
1: is it too late? Do you think? You know what? No. I was talking about this to somebody at work, and I want to drink some breast milk.
0: Get, get out of here. You're yeah. not. Wait,
1: what? Because they said regular milk is bad for you. Cow like, milk so, like, is for have cows.
0: Almond milk or oat milk. Why are you.
1: Oh, well, I like almond milk. Yeah. <laughs> almond milk is
0: <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I, I like but that too. Well, almond milk
1: is for almonds. <laughs> I. I want some damn breast milk. That's human milk. Some titty milk. Yeah, I want some titty milk. Human milk, you know? And I think that that shit, I think if we drink it now, that shit probably got like like the real human vitamins that we need. That shit might keep us young. That shit probably got like anti-cancer fucking, uh, you know, things to fucking <laughs> yeah. kill. That shit might kill cancer. I feel like if we drink like human milk, there's a lot of answers there.
0: Protein I, are, and
1: everything and age-defying.
0: I think you need to uh, follow up on this and let me know. I think so. Do some extensive research. I
1: really think so.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, this uh, derailed in a direction <laughs> that I was not expecting. Um, so going back to shitting yourself.
1: <laughs> <I was> <laughs> you enjoyed that topic.
0: I did. Oh, I, I'm I'm super passionate about poop. Has that happened if, to you? Oh, yeah. Really? Happening. Yeah, it's in happened the street? to
1: street? You said... Not
0: in the street, no. Oh. In the comfort of my own home. Oh, no. Well... So this, 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 yeah. that,
1: this, that, still it's not juicy
0: enough. No, it's not. This is your home.
1: It's like, oh, I got to go, you know. But, like, you know, you're going out with your boyfriend and shit. You you know, that's where it's, you know. That's the good stuff.
0: But, you know, I'm still a, a spry young chicken. There's, there are many opportunities it, in the coming. future.
1: I hope it comes. You know, man, my mother has that problem, too. But she's been lucky enough. But... Oh, I got sick one time at work, and I called her. I said, "I don't know what the fuck's wrong with me. I'm at work. I had to leave early. I was doing the bar, and I was I felt so weird. They went to the hospital, and I said, like, "Man, I don't know what the fuck is going on. But you need to come." She's like, "I'm going over there now." And an hour passes. She's like, "I'm getting an Uber." I said, "She should have been here." Now. And I called her. I said, like, "Man, where are you?" And she said, "Oh, you don't know what happened to me." So I got to 145th Street, and I couldn't take. I couldn't take it anymore. I said, fuck, to me, I ain't taking no more. So what's wrong? She's like, oh my God, I shit it in the cab. I said, what you mean you it in the cab? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But there was a, she's a Jehovah's Witness. and she's like, but there was a Kingdom Hall uh, close to where I was. I told the cab I had to get out and I went there and they let me in and I used the bathroom. And oh my God, it's too,
0: I said, you still doing it
1: right now? <laughs> yeah, but she said, yeah, because I, and oh yeah, I said, Alright man, just just go home,
0: man. Just, just go home. Just, Wait, this was your mom? Yeah, it was my mother.
1: This <laughs> happened a little bit before maybe like November or October or something like that. I got really sick at work. And I was like, All right, fuck it. And then the doctors were like, Yeah, you're just fine. You just looks like you had like some type of twenty minute bug. But I was trembling. I was at work, and I'm I'm fucking shaking, and I, I'm fucking lightheaded. And I was like, oh, what the fuck is happening? Ross is like, are you, are you having a stroke? <laughs> I, I hope not. You know, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's happening. He's like, all right, I'm, I'm going to get you an Uber. You just, you know, you go. But, yeah, so she she be sharing on herself, too.
0: So other than shitting all over New York City, mm-hmm. uh, what other shenanigans have you gotten yourself into over Listen, the years? Man,
1: everything, everything. I was a big fan of watching the videos, the porn videos at the, the YouTube. Like, <laughs> you were giving me a night like, yeah, now we're getting to the now we're getting to the good now stuff. The good this stuff. is what I was waiting for. Uh, and I used to go to the, uh, you know, watch the movies and you know. And you, you, rub one out, you know?
0: But, like, you go to a theater to watch They it?
1: have, like, a little room, and,
0: uh... Oh, because this is, like, New York City in, like, the 80s. No, this is, like, so New York City like in
1: 2007. And
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
1: So I would go, and I was like, all right, you know. So I'd watch a, I'd watch a movie, and, you know, you watch one, and you rub one out. You don't got to do that anymore, no because then you got porn up on your phone, so you save a dollar or two. But, uh, I go one time and look there's like a little hole on the side. What the fuck is that all about? Does it connects to the other. What is this? So you can hold on to yourself? Like when you're, you know, you're about to <laughs> leave a little, little, just in case if it's a good one. I was like, alright, just hold there, whatever. I'm watching the movie and and somebody gets in the next one and then, uh, I see a hand. Okay what? It's a man hand. I'm like, wild man. He pushed the hand out again and he's like, a, and I was like, I said, like, yo, yo, nah, man, I'm good. I'm good, dog, I'm good. And then, uh, I, then I see, like, I can't really see because it's dark in there and I see something but it's not a hand and I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I kind of look, it's so a fucking, he's rubbing his penis on the fucking and I start kicking it. Yeah, what the fuck, man? Then I? T- hey! I, got, I was so mad. I was so pissed. But then I felt bad with in and I rubbed him up. No, I'm just
0: kidding. But yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I was upset. But yeah, I didn't know that that's what that was for. What are you doing for Valentine's?
0: Not shit. I mean, he, hanging with you. Recording it. this podcast. That's
1: what we're fucking doing. I hate Valentine's Day. I hate days that tell me that I got to to spend three hundred dollars to make somebody
0: happy. So do you hate Christmas?
1: I hate Christmas. I was born Jehovah's Witness, so we don't like holidays. So I don't. I hate all holidays. I hate them all. But they made me hate them. If I was not Joe Witness, I'd probably be excited for Christmas and all that shit. But my mother took it away from me after eight years old. She was like, "Yeah, this is your last birthday." Oh, like, really? And I was like, "Come on, man! What the fuck?" You serious? Yeah, yeah. Come on, hurry, fast, fast. Blow the candle fast. I like fuck this candle, fuck this cake, and you know what? Then fuck you too, man. Like, so yeah, we, we had to stop celebrating all that shit. But my dad wasn't feeling that shit. Like, you know, that was the uh, saddest moment when I was a kid too. Going back to that, it was a uh, Halloween, and uh, we had to bring our costumes and had a Halloween pizza party. And all the kids were dressed up except me. I couldn't dress up. So I'm there in my regular clothes, all sad and shit. And the teacher felt really bad. She said, oh, I got a, I got an outfit you could wear. You know, in the meantime, it was a nice, cool outfit. I didn't know who the fuck it was, but I was like, yeah, it looks nice. And she said, you know, you want to put this on? And I said, I, I can't because God is watching me.
0: Yo, I know. Whoa. It. deep, right? That's so deep. That, like, cut me <laughs> right to myself. I was like,
1: nah, I said, I you can't, I, I can't God put God it. God is watching God. me. And she was like, oh, this guy's fucked up. You know? <laughs> oh, oh, they fucked this kid up real good, didn't they? Yeah, man. That happened in like a year after that. Like, all oh, my friends, it landed on a Saturday and my friends are dressed up as ninjas and G.I. Joe and He-Man and I'm downstairs with a fucking sweater and a fucking button-down collar, you know, had that kind of look. And, Everybody went trick or treating. I was like oh, all alone in the building. Like, Damn, you fucking bitch.
0: <laughs> well, did you go trick or treating with your son when he was younger? Yeah, fuck that.
1: You? I was like fuck that, but he didn't like it. I only did one with him, and I bought him a Captain America outfit and went trick or treating. And when we done trick or treating, he's like, "Can I take the mask off already?" I was like. Captain America, you, ain't, you fucking begin. You what this shit? He was like, I was like all right, yeah, take it off. Yeah, $60 on the fucking drain. I, was like, I thought he was going to enjoy it, and that was only one time I did it. And then I called his mother, I think a year after, and she's like, yo, he's not really into it. He really doesn't it. So that's the only outfit I bought him. He was like five years old, Captain America. and He's not into Halloween at all.
0: Oh, so you were never able to, you know, project your own... No, um, but I was willing to. I <laughs> yeah, was like, you were yeah, ready. Yeah, I was like,
1: nah, I, was like, I can't do this to him. And, you know, he's a big comic book fan and video games and stuff. So, you know, Captain America is a character he liked. And, and Spider-Man, but Spider-Man was sold out. <clears throat> so I got him Captain America, but he was like, eh, it's bullshit. But he was weird. That's <laughs> great. Yeah, he, was, he was never wanted to do anything. He was always like, "Oh, bored. This is boring. You're bored." And I was like, oh, "This fucking kid is the worst. He's just like his fucking mother, man." And uh, but he changed so much. He's completely different now. He's more outgoing, and more talkative. He's got a girlfriend now. He lost his virginity, and you
0: know, I think he's proud like, papa. Oh
1: yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I you know gave him a couple of tips. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Make sure he filmed it. So yeah, he you know. Watch yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, do yeah, yeah. Play yeah. by play. Yeah, I told him to put the camera here and let me know. See what your moves are. I can tell you. You know, you got to pick up the leg. Sitting on. I don't know what he does, but yeah, no, he he's already a man now.
0: How old is he?
1: Seven. He'll be seventeen like in a week. I can't believe it. That shit from like that. Like I remember when she gave birth, and now he's, next year he's eighteen. He's a man. I don't to give him no money. He's got to get his own fucking job. I mean, that's enough, dude. The world's cut off. You got to go work at the bakery do this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's been good, though, to just finally, like, get someone in here and record and kind of yeah. get a feel for it. And hopefully the audio worked out <laughs> Yeah, I think time it
1: did. Did it record?
0: It's recording right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's all we can hope for. Right
1: there, we're about to hit the 60-minute mark. Here. I know. 39 seconds. Forty seconds.
0: Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have to go back and see how much of the shit's actually useful.
1: <laughs> I think it's all very good. Oh, you think all data. of it? All
0: of it's hundred percent.
1: I think it's. You think it's very very good. But you're probably gonna have to. Edit well, yeah. Forty five tootin', minutes.
0: Tooting your own horn. To...
1: I'm a very good host. Very... So yes, I would love to come back again and do this.
0: Yeah. No. I mean, if this is total shit or I fuck it up in the editing process, nah. You'll, you'll just come back and we'll we'll you, redo it.
1: Yeah, I'll do it. I'll come back next Friday. Or Saturday.
0: I'm. Uh, I'm actually gonna be out of town, so okay, see when you, you never come back.
1: But uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is probably the first and last podcast of.
0: The- yeah, this is uh welcome to yes. the first and, and last. last of the human flesh sunshine. No,
1: <laughs> did I say it wrong?
0: Yes, flesh covered sunshine. Oh, the flesh. <laughs> human covered. I don't even know what I you said. said. The human f- Sunshine. Human Flesh Sunshine. The human Flesh Sunshine. Oh, so, still working on the title. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming to the first and last episode yes. of Flesh Covered Sunshine with Amanda Coker. And yeah. we have my very special guest,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Jose Ortiz. Also
1: known as.
0: The Dominican Diablo, also known as Rade Ravelo. Yeah, no, works.
1: Or Ray Ravelo. Or Ray, or Ray Ravelo.
0: Ray, yeah, Ravelo. Ray Ravelo.
1: Yeah, Ray Ravelo.
0: Ray Ravelo.
1: Or ravioli, like some people have said.
0: Do you want to do some uh, social media marketing? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, do we do that? I don't give a shit I about don't know. That.
1: Mm-hmm. Not really, but, I mean, yeah, fuck it. Ray Ravelo <laughs> underscore official on Instagram. If you want to follow me, I post a lot of stupid shit.
0: That's true.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right, bye. <laughs> Adios.
0: All right, friends, well, we've made it to the end of the very first episode of Flesh Covered Sunshine. Thank you so much for choosing to spend a part of your day with me. You didn't have to do that, but I'm very happy that you did, so thank you. Before I go, there are just a couple things that I wanted to clear up. First off, Sting was not in an episode of Friends, so that was my B, but his wife was Trudy Styler appeared in the season 8 episode The One with Monica's Boots Uh, Phoebe wants to get tickets for a Sting concert through Ben who is in the same class as Sting's son and I think that's just like a prime example of why Phoebe is the shittiest friend of the group I know that's a, a controversial opinion but I'm willing to fight anyone on it but that's neither here nor there and I'll duke that out with you on another episode secondly Super unfortunate news. I could not get you an exact dildo count for Matt Lauer's collection. If you Google Matt Lauer dildo, a lot of sketchy-ass shit comes up, and I didn't feel like wading through all of that. Uh, But I did find a quote that Meredith Vieira found a huge bag of sex toys in Matt Lauer's office, so I'll let your imagination run wild with that. I'm not sure what constitutes uh, or like how many dildos constitutes a huge bag uh, and and my next thing that I wanted to add was surprisingly there's not a lot of research out there about whether human breast milk is beneficial to adults um, I think I'm just going to leave the ball in Jose's court on that one and allow him to do some extensive field research and experimentation and and you know report back with any findings that he comes across so I'll leave that one with him but speaking of Jose if you want to get to know him more just creep up on him on social media see when he's wrestling next you can find him on Instagram at raid ravello r-a-d-e-r-a-v-e-l-l-o If you want to get podcast updates, see Unflattering Selfies, you can find me on Instagram at cokeram. That's K-O-C-H-E-R-A-M. So I guess this is the part where I tell you to subscribe to my podcast, rate it five stars, like it, share it on social media, tell all your friends and family about it. All of those things are great. If you feel inclined to do that, I love you for it. Thank you. But if I have five listeners or 500, it really doesn't matter. To me, it just matters that I'm challenging myself and finding creative fulfillment and just having a good time. And so far, I'm doing that. It's been a blast. I can't wait to get more people into my small New York apartment and just talk with them. Um, What I personally value more than you know all the all the social media crap that I'm not good at um is if you are listening uh and you have any suggestions I'd love to hear if you have feedback on formatting suggestions or if you want to be a guest or if you know somebody that you'd love to hear as a guest or things that you want me to talk about um anything under the sun please reach out to me let's let's chat I would I'd love that because that to me is more important of having something that people want to listen to. I guess that goes back to the quality over quantity thing, but anyway, all right. I've recorded this outro seriously, like eight times. And, uh, yeah, kind of mad at myself for it, but <laughs> you know it's all good. We're we're growing, we're learning. Um. All right, well, uh, have a great day, and uh, I'll uh, catch you later. Bye.